Hello, welcome to Train of Thought. My name is Rob Tobias. My guest today is David Helfand. Welcome. Thank you, Rob. It's so great to be here. Thank you much. We've known each other for quite a few years. You are a um, musician. You've done a lot of recording over the years and, and playing in the community. Uh, and you play some unusual instruments. You're a multi-instrumentalist and yeah. a composer, right? Exactly, uh, yes. Tell me about some of the uh, some of you, tell me a little yeah. bit about your music and the instruments you play. Yeah, well, I my one of my main instruments is the Celtic harp, and it's like the um, you know the orchestral harps are the harps used in orchestras, and so this is the harp that would have been used more in the British Isles. And um, how is it different? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think of harpo from the Grouch right, from the exactly, Marx Brothers. Yeah. Sometimes is that a Celtic harp? Yeah, or is that, um, a, th- that was an orchestral harp he played, oh, and oh, the oh. difference is. With the orchestral harps, you can change all your sharps and flats with these pedals on the bottom of the harp. That's an orchestral. Uh, With the orchestral harp. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like driving a giant truck with all of these clutches. It would be pretty difficult to to maneuver. And the Celtic harp is a lot simpler. It has these levers on the side for every string where you can actually move up your lever and you could change your sharps. Cool. Uh, and uh, I see. And you also play... Um, yeah, I also play uh, the guitar. And I played mandolin for many years. And then I was inspired to actually play the mandocello, which is a much bigger version of the mandolin. It's really the size of a guitar. And I ended up uh, magically um, finding a 100-year-old Gibson mandocello. And it was tuned like a mandolin at the time. And uh, since what, I knew how to play mandolin, I instantly knew how to play this instrument. And the origins, is that kind of a Middle Eastern, or where, or is that European? Where does that um, instrument come I, I, from? I think it's related, uh, boy, that's, that's a really great question. Uh-huh. But it, uh, uh, probably all of those instruments were kind of related to the oud all the way, way back from uh-huh. the Middle East, in a way. Also the lute. And yeah. that would have been more definitely medieval times. Right. And, and definitely Renaissance era. Yeah. And uh, all of these, and there were so many different kinds of guitar-like and mandolin-like instruments that were built, like, very much related to the lute, and it all kind of came through yeah. time, those time periods. Anyway, uh, it's interesting, because you're a composer. Um, I'm, I'm more of a, you know, I write songs with lyrics, but you're, you're, your songs tell a story through the music more. Yeah, I'm definitely a, an instrumentalist, and uh, I, I, I've always felt very fortunate that uh, I, I've been, like, in a way, offered this gift um, from the great spirits, as they say, yeah. um, to be able to, like, sit at my instruments and, and music emerges that very much relates to how I'm feeling, very much relates to uh, experiences in my life, uh, either very um, grand um, moments in time in, in my travels, or um, through very, very um, introspective and, and deep times and some sad times. Yeah. Well, we talked about, you know, which you, you, you've recorded, what, C- six CDs? Uh, eight, eight albums oh, so eight far. Albums. Yeah. We talked about what to share. I mean, we only have time for a little yeah, bit. But exactly. um, one that I was interested in is, is your travels to Israel and the, the CD that, uh, album that came out, Beyond the Sea of Reeds. Exactly. And you said that might be a good good sample to, to yeah, start yeah that would with. be a great way to begin yeah and that was absolutely inspired by my first trip to israel where uh when was that um wow that was like um a while back yeah actually <laughs> the album came out i think in the year 2000 oh, okay so it was about 20 years ago wow no it's like yeah yeah just about right in this song caravan 
Is it? It's the first track. Or, yes, uh, yeah, very much. Yeah, Caravan is the first track. Very mm. much inspired by this experience I had in the, ne- in the Negev Desert, mm. and uh, where my cousin took us out to the Negev, and it's a place called Mitzpi Ramon, where you get to this incredible cliff edge about an hour and a half out of Jerusalem. You get to, to the desert, to this incredible cliff edge where you're overlooking this valley, and the valley is like thousands and thousands of feet deep and incredibly wide, and Jordan is way on the other side of this valley. And in my mind's eye, at the time, the Israelites were wandering for 40 years, lost, searching for home. This is what it would have looked like and would have been like, in a way, this incredibly windswept, powerful, um, arid, dry... Cool. Well, now that we have that visual, let's let's give a listen. This is David Helfand from his CD Beyond the Sea of Reeds. The song's called Caravan. take you on a little bit of a journey out there that was just part of it it's a it's a it's a longer track but we yeah. thought we'd come back and uh, talk a little bit more um did you produce that yourself i i did i recorded that at with tony provo at pro art studio right and i had david burham playing violin on that track and, and on the whole album in itself he played on my first three solo albums and uh, but I definitely came up with the imagery of the piece and this scope and um, improvised in the studio um, the harp over the the doombeck. I played the drum for nine minutes in the studio and then improvised the harp over the drum. Yeah. And then of course had David come and play violin on top of that and added the keyboards and percussion. So yeah. The the long form of it reminds me that we we both uh, enjoyed progressive rock back in the day which was sort of a, a long form maybe a, a, a rock in some ways absolutely uh, some of the things by groups like genesis and yes and um so that's part of your inspiration right yeah yeah as a high school uh, student back in new york in the 70s a uh, great fortune of uh, seeing of course uh Genesis with Peter Gabriel uh, doing the Settle in England by the Pound tour, and that yeah. was like a religious experience. And then the next year, and then seeing him do Lamways Down on Broadway, and had the incredible experience of being able to see this group, other group that used to play with the Genesis called Vandegraaff Generator. And they did the one and only show in New York at the time before they broke up for about 20 years. Right. And that was incredible. Um, I. You describe your on your website. You describe your music: some some Celtic, some Middle East, some meditation, and some uh, 
was it space or uh, epic space music opus you know right exactly um tell what is that yeah <laughs> well um you know it was interesting one of my uh big inspirations in respect to of a way to approach the harp was actually through uh brian eno who originally was uh, he played synthesizers with Roxy Music all those years back, and then he started doing his own solo music, and then he was the one that came out with the album Music for Airports and uh, this ambient music. Oh yeah, and it was mostly like this really super gentle like music on piano that had lots of space, mm-hmm. and and uh, it just really inspired me to really look at the harp in this whole other way of being able to really be able to go way deep inside into his very introspective places of of of, um, of incredible peace and, um, and I know the harp the harp itself has been used in, in in death and dying situations sometimes it's just a relaxing meditative um, yeah just uh, just a way to be it's not like may, sometimes maybe not in the forefront of your mind just a, a relaxing element kind of absolutely it's an yeah. instrument that you can go like way deep within yourself uh-huh yeah um so uh let's see the next track we, we were gonna we were gonna move on the the next music you released a, a cd called through the portal Yes, and and in the last seven years, I was playing with a great violist named Justin Later, uh-huh. and later. about yeah, Later L A D E R yeah, and about five years ago, uh, my mother my mother passed away, huh. and the summer that my mother passed, the summer before my mom actually passed, this haunting music started coming to me, and I was hearing it like in my head, and of course, I sit at my instruments, and through the time. Uh, and place and experience that I was going through. Uh, this music was just emerging, and I felt like I needed to go record this music. And it, it really wanted to be called Through the Portal. Hmm. And, of course... Uh, the portal being just sort of the... Mm, how this was coming to you? I mean, Well, uh, you know, without really knowing that my mother was actually going to pass, mm-hmm. in a way it was almost kind of like this... You know, the the music was almost like a becoming like a premonition, uh, or 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 almost uh, prepping me emotionally for the time that will be coming soon. And uh, it was just this like journey that like I almost felt like as if that summer, like emotionally, I was being pulled closer to a lot towards an abyss, mm. and like as if a, a wind was blowing like through my body. Wow. And I was becoming like more and more hollow, and it was just this feeling of, of incredible loss without yet really losing my mother yet. And it was really like also, where, where, do, where is this feeling coming from? So it was really like as I go and I set up my instruments, uh, I really you know, sit and explore the emotions that I'm feeling at a given time. And here it is, like this music just emerged, and it absolutely titles just come to me, and titles just like it, almost like as if I want to be called through the portal. Uh-huh. This is who I am, and uh, and that was it. And so I sat and I started, and th- the first day, the very first piece of the album came to me, and the very last piece of the album came to me, almost like bookends to the mm. journey in a way, and. Um, and uh, so the track you want to share yeah the the track I want to share is is called Wheel of Time and uh, it's a it's a 
piece I did create years and years ago uh, on the harp, but when I was creating through the portal, uh, the piece just really felt like it, it really finally needed to come to light and it really encapsulated uh, another moment in time. I like the idea of a wheel of time. I know uh, well, I, I was a big Vonnegut fan and the, the idea of the, the um, Truffaut, uh, what was that? Uh, that was uh, Slaughterhouse-Five had this concept of uh, oh, yes. being outside of time, that all time is actually happening at, at the same time. Right. And quantum physics sometimes talks about, talks about that, that we're, you know, we experience time in these passages, but right. but that there is, in some, you know, maybe at some point we'll discover we have access to different places on the wheel, you know. Exactly, um, exactly. So that's what comes to me. Is, yeah, uh, is, yeah. Uh, Billy Pilgrim, outside of time. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the, the <laughs> cyclical nature of life, you know, very much this piece, very much always just raised. It's kind of like there's really no beginning and no ending. It's really just this wheel that just like revolves around and around. Of, and this is this, you know, great cosmic journey that we're all on. So it's really all part of the mystery, really. Cool. Well, let's give it a listen. This is Wheels of Time? Uh, uh, Wheel of uh, Time. Uh, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time yeah. um, from a 2016 release called Through the Portal, David Helfand. Thank you. 
was David Helfand. Very lush music. And and you say that that instrument is the Mellotron, that that big lush layered sound. Right. Yeah. The the I was the keyboard that I was really inspired to use for Through the Portal was the sounds of the Mellotron, and oh, that was the instrument used in all the uh, incredible progressive rock bands from England during the time of the early days of Genesis and King Crimson and the Moody Blues, of course. Yeah. And uh, I really wasn't going to even begin the album till I had those sounds because those sounds from the uh, all those years back uh, from those particular bands uh, um, moved me so much. I was driven to like really like I, we need to use the Mellotron behind the harp and the viola. Yeah. Um, cool recordings. Um, Recording in this studio is one thing, but uh, going out and playing live, not that many people get to see harp players or mandocello oh, players. Uh, right, tell exactly. Me, tell me a little bit about your live yeah. live show. Well, in, in, through my concerts, I love to really depict the musical journey that I've been through in my life. Yeah. And I, I love to definitely play various pieces from my various albums sure. that really depict like partly my journey to Israel and partly my journey to England mm-hmm. through my album at the edge of the Corner Sea mm. and then also parts from Through the Portal and parts from uh, some of my albums from also Colonies from the Quiet Grove. We should touch on the, the England jury because I know that was a pretty prestigious, you got to, you got invited to, to play in England and play to the festival Right, there? magically I got invited to play in Cornwall at this incredible environmental center called the Eden Project, uh-huh. which is the, the, this amazing environmental center, environmental center with giant see-through domes, a tropical rainforest built inside these domes. And it was just like a place that really celebrates art and yeah. science all together. And then I was invited to play there for three days, actually doing these uh, four-hour stints, actually, where I would be playing inside one of the domes. And I had a great violinist and bass player playing with me. And we would do these little half-hour sets. And uh, within these four-hour stint of time, we oh, would yeah. do these little half-hour sets. And one group of audience would come through and listen to us play and then go through the rest of the exhibits and then the next group would come and it was an incredible one of the epitomes of my performing experiences actually it reminds me though of one other setting that i've seen you play in which is the planetarium i don't know if it relates a little bit to (laughs) that Yeah, exactly yeah and and when i was one of my dreams coming from new york and coming to uh, the west coast that to form an electronic acoustic space music group and actually do shows in planetariums which i did with a band called mythic sky oh right and that was so many years back was my first group in eugene and then uh i after that band disbanded uh and i was creating my and working with on on my solo music uh so many years later of course coming out with through the portal I felt like that album needed to be performed live in planetariums. And so our, our lovely little planetarium in here, Eugene Science Center, was the first planetarium that definitely invited us to perform. And then we eventually did the show at OMSI um, a few years back. And that was uh, an incredible experience. In Portland? In Portland, yeah. And, and we've done the show at some various other planetariums on, All right, do, uh, in Washington. Do you Washington. think you'll do more of that? Or? I'm hoping to. Uh-huh. I'm hoping to. And to definitely incorporate some new music. Yeah. Uh, it's an it's a cool space to experience it. I remember back in the day. Uh, yeah, you're looking, you're sitting back in these chairs, looking at yeah, the sky, I, and and hearing this right. uh, ethereal music. Um, right. I absolutely love um, the directors choreographing a beautiful visual show to to the music as we play instrumentally. Yeah, you know, and do this whole full concert. Um, 
our time is whizzing by, and I do want to get to some of your new music. I know you've been rec- recording. Right. So some new music has come to me, and um, and it's been definitely some new, like, rhythmically uh, infused pieces that really are wanting, like, really powerful drumming and mm-hmm. some really, really great rhythm. And uh, there's a new piece called Second Wave has come to me, and it's a guitar piece with a, a lot of zest. Uh-huh. And um, I've definitely recorded a, a very good-sounding demo of, of the tune, and it will come on some sort of new album. Uh, this tune will come out on in and the, the title, future. Second Wave, are you thinking this is just like a, a new wave of your... Music, well, it, it, the the piece really feels like riding energy waves, as if like you're surfing on a great ocean, ah. and it's like riding it the waves of energy, and it just feels like that. And the piece just wanted to be called Second Wave. That's like how a lot of these the the titles come to me. Yeah, you know, like it almost like the piece comes first, and then all of a sudden it's like then the title emerges, and it's just like ah, I want to be called Second Wave. And you said you were mostly playing live, uh, you a drummer and a and the um, and, old keyboard, and, and then you're. Right, and 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 Justin actually uh, was playing viola on the. Justin later was playing viola on this track. I see. So it's a great fortune to be able to get in to record. Um, yeah. Well, here's a, a preview of music to come. This is a recent recording, David Helfen, Second Wave.
That's got some power to it, doesn't it? Second wave, David Helfand. Uh, thanks for coming in and, and visiting and sharing some of your music. Um, it's always fascinating to see which which direction you're going in. There, there's some similarities to your 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 projects, but also they they all have their own own unique direction. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. And and yes, uh, the the pieces are uh, uh, they definitely emerge and. Uh, and, and grow in different ways and, uh, and and move move with the times. So this is your new project. Obviously, it's not done yet. There's probably more to be written. What? Um, right. It, it's uh, this is actually really just begun. Really, the, this this new little album, and uh, it's also going to have some pieces related to uh, the latest uh, incredible solar eclipse that we experienced oh. uh, about two years ago uh, in the Northwest. Do and you have any? Rituals or anything you do when you you know you're you want to write something or you invite invite the muse or uh, how, what gets your creativity going? Well, it it really comes through experiences in life and and really like once an experience is so powerful like experiencing the eclipse, uh, I I sit down at my instrument and all of a sudden, uh, hopefully a, a piece emerges that really depicts uh, the feelings I was having at that moment, and uh, they're really much like moments in time moments in time and then it they roll into a project and and then it's finished at some point yeah <laughs> um thanks again for spending a little bit of time we've been talking to david helfan about his multi-instrumental music and his compositions um thanks for coming in yeah thank you so much rob thanks for having me you've been listening to train of thought my name's rob tobias until next time Train of Thought can be heard on KEPW 97.3 in Eugene. It's also posted on soundcloud.com slash Rob Tobias. For comments and suggestions, email rob at robtobias.com. Mm-hmm.